Hello, hello, my dear listener. I hope you are doing well wherever you are and however you are dealing with this coronavirus crisis that we're in the midst of right now. The episode that you're about to listen to, I recorded uh, right at the beginning of the crisis. So it was a couple of weeks ago and I actually uh, pulled this episode and delayed it for just one week because I wanted to record the prior episode to this episode 239 because it was and is directly relevant to dealing with the crisis. And so this has just been pushed back a week and I'm reading through the action plan and my notes for this episode that you're about to listen to. And man, I realized this episode is so relevant and so important for you to listen to right now. All of this stuff that I say is not less important or less relevant, but more important and even more relevant right now than the day that I hit record and recorded this episode. So give this a listen. I really want you to take action on this and and live this out now more than ever. Uh, if you do want to have a conversation on how to live this out, as always, you can jump on a, uh, a free coaching call, free clarity call. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply and uh, grab a time on my calendar. And I look forward to talking to you, but, uh, but give this episode a listen and take action. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw bringing you another solo episode. I'm super excited to bring you this episode. Almost giddy, but maybe I'm just giddy because I just love what I do so much. But uh, I was literally sitting here and I've got a list of topics that just running topics that I want to share with you in these solo episodes. And I just wasn't feeling struck by any of them today. It's like, yeah, this is the one I really want to record. And I've got notes on all of them. I kind of keep you know these running notes as they pop into my mind. And I close my eyes and I just visualize. I'm like, man, imagine that you just recorded this amazing episode and you're so stoked about it. It's the best episode you ever, ever recorded. And I just lived in that moment for for just a, you know just a few moments, few few seconds, and then it came to me. And this is all sort of brand new, fresh off the cuff. I just uh, sat here. And wrote all these notes down over the course of, I did this about an hour ago, and then I came back to it and reviewed my notes and then left and then came back to it again. And I'm really confident that this is going to be an amazing episode for you because I'm going to be talking about how I went from there to here, how I have quote unquote arrived. And by and large, I'm there, right? When you kind of think of where you want to get to in life, there's always a there that you want to get to, right? And and I'm there. Now, listen, I'm here now, and there's another there, there, right? There's another level. I know that. And I know there's always going to be another level. But for all intents and purposes, I've gotten what I've wanted. And that old question of what would you do if money was not an obstacle? Well, it's this. I would be talking to you sitting at my desk with a microphone in my face, talking to you right now. I would be on coaching calls. Like I had three coaching calls today. I would be talking with prospective clients about speaking gigs and, and do, you know, I had a speaking opportunity last week. As a matter of fact, I did three, uh, gave three talks all across the state of Virginia last week. These are the things that I would be doing if money wasn't an obstacle. And I actually get paid well to do this. And 
I have this amazing balance with my family. I'm training for a marathon, which I've wanted to do for years. And and I want to help you get here, right? And, and that doesn't mean doing what I'm doing. It means helping you feel totally satisfied and happy with where you're at in your life right now. Like Now, do I still want things, right? Yes, I want a new car. We actually just bought a, a new minivan, pretty sweet, upgraded from a uh, Nissan Armada Platinum to a minivan. Yes, we did, and, and I consider that an upgrade because we just we, we switched over from an SUV for uh, from a minivan to an SUV, and we're like, you know what? The minivan just works. It's just, uh, it's just practical for so many reasons. Anyway, we got that new car, but we want another new car, other vehicle. You know, we want to get just, a, we just want to upgrade that one as well. You know, we've talked about putting an addition on the house. Um, do I still have crazy busy days? Yes. Do I still have arguments with Allie, my wife? Yes. Do I still have conflict with my kids? Of course. Is my life picture perfect? Are there rainbows over my house every day and a pot of gold at the end? No. But it's pretty awesome, right? When you paint this vision of your life and you strive toward it and you get there, there's a certain satisfaction in that. And I want to help you get that satisfaction. I also want to help you understand what it takes to get there. I want to give you some insights into the challenges that I've faced and that you are facing and that you will face. I also want to pull back the curtain a little bit and let you know like I'm not I'm not a special or unique person and I think you know I, I talked to some of you have signed up for the free clarity call the free coaching call and you can go to jimharshawjr.com slash action to do that yourself if you've not already and some of you are like starstruck when you get on the phone with me because like I've been listening to you for years and you're like this I'm like this celebrity figure to some people and I find that just fascinating right because I'm just I'm just a dude and but I've come to realize that I'm pretty much the everyman in a lot of ways and and, and partially because I have such a varied background. I have a vast just amount of life experiences. I'm only 43 only I know for you 20 or 30 somethings out there you're saying wow he's old. But I've had a lot of experiences in my life and I've been on both sides of the fence in a lot of different ways. I've been, grew up as a blue collar kid. I was a, the first person in my family to graduate from college. And I've also, you know, so growing up in, in this, you know, very middle class home and family and town and going to a very elite institution, I had chances to go to University of Pennsylvania and Brown and Cornell and, and settled on the University of Virginia. And, you know, just a, a well-respected, you know, white-collar kind of school, right? So I've lived in both of those worlds. I showed up as a freshman, or first year as they called it UVA, with jean shorts and cut-off jean shorts. And I didn't realize that that's not cool. Even back then, it wasn't cool. It was a cool in the town where I grew up in. Um, but it was a new world for me, totally new world for me. I mean, I grew up sitting in the back of pickup trucks and hunting and wrestling and fishing and outdoor stuff, right? And just that blue collar kind of upbringing in, in outside of Pittsburgh. Anyway, so I've experienced both of those worlds, right? Uh, I, I had a job where I spent my days around very wealthy people, right? Donors who were donors to the University of Virginia Athletics and Foundation. And and so I spent my, a lot of time around them. So I've been on both sides, right? I've, in terms of work, like I've had great bosses 
and I've had terrible bosses, and I've been my own boss, and sometimes I've been my own bad boss or good boss, but I've been an entrepreneur. I've worked for companies and institutions. I've worked in sales. I've worked in fundraising. I've done uh, blue-collar hands-on work. I worked for a concrete uh, plant. I worked at a concrete plant one summer. I worked for a concrete company pouring uh, just business, pouring driveways, pouring sidewalks, that sort of thing. So I've done the, the hands-on, blue-collar, back-breaking work in the scorching sun in the middle of the summer. I've also done you know nice, cushy jobs in an air-conditioned office with my feet kicked up on a desk. You know, I've lived close to my family. I've lived far away from my family. I've, you know, made the six-figure income. I've made the five-figure, low five-figure income with no benefits. And then the six-figure income with all these ridiculously amazing benefits. Like I've had such a variety of experiences. I've traveled internationally. I was the uh, barely recruited, you know, morally, I wasn't a walk-on, but I was, I was like a recruited walk-on more or less at the University of Virginia. Uh, and then I left as a scholarship athlete. So I've been on both sides of those, right? So I've had this, this vast, vast, you know, I can go on and on. What I'm trying to say is wherever you're at, I can relate to you. I've succeeded at big goals. I've failed at small goals. Like I've struggled and had setbacks and all of this. I want to let you know, I understand. I get it. And I want you to know that your experience is normal and I want you to know that you can get there. Right? Wherever there is for you, you can get there. And so I'm going to give you a bunch of things here. Uh, it's going to be a lot. You can be drinking from the fire hose. I want you to just pick one or two things. Now, you can also grab the action plan from this episode. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action, and you can get the PDF download of this episode with everything, just the cliff notes, the bullet points of everything I'm about to lay out for you here right now. And there are 14 different things that I want to give you in terms of my journey getting from there, you know, this person with the dream, with the hope, with the vision to here. Okay. All right. Number one, first I had to define there. What is there? What does it mean to be there? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Define what that means, what that looks like, what that feels like. And not to promote my own coaching program here, but this is exactly what I do with my clients. This is where we start. We define what there looks like. It's the very first part of the very first exercise. You know, what's important to you? What is your ideal day? What are some goals that you have? Not just your financial goals or your relationship goals or your health goals, but all of them, like, because this is all one package. Your life is a package, right? And, you know, taking an inventory of your life now and what you want that inventory to look like in the future, whether that's six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, what do you want that to look like? So that's number one. Define, quote, there. What is there? What does that look like? Number two, in order to do that, you can't wake up and do the same thing you did yesterday. You can't do that today and do the same thing tomorrow because you did it today. You can't just keep going. You can't just listen to this episode, yet an, an, another podcast episode, and just move on with your day, move on with your life, and not do anything. This is a crux. You have to hit the pause button. And if you listen to this for any length of time, you know what I'm about to say the secret to success, if there, if there is such a thing, is the productive pause. 
The productive pause is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. You and I both want clarity of action and peace of mind. And one of the big ones that I coach my clients to do, and I'm kind of, again, pulling back the curtain a little bit here. This is what I do with my clients is we go over every month, for those who who I'm coaching on a monthly basis, we review their goals. And I actually haven't done this. So so I, I... I do this once a month, right? I do it for myself once a month. And I set my, my reminder for every Monday, the first Monday of the month. And as of the recording of this, uh, I was supposed to have done it this past Monday, a few days ago, and I haven't, do- I haven't done it yet. And so I just want to, again, reveal to you, like, I'm not perfect. I'm not 100% disciplined with everything all the time. And neither are those people who you see on Instagram or you see on Facebook who paint that picture that he or she is perfect in living that amazing life without flaws, without mistakes, without setbacks, without you know not following the plan that they laid out. And so I have to do this myself. So it's, it's actually what I'm going to do right after this episode. It's on my list of things to do next today is go through my goals. And this is my monthly productive pause. I do them more frequently than that. But this is for in terms of looking at my goals. I do this monthly. So this is what I've done over the years. I've had to, I've taken my own medicine. This is my medicine. And part of it is the productive pause. And you've got to take that productive pause if you want to actually do, go back to number one, to define what there looks like for you. So number one, define what there is. Number two, productive pause. If you want to learn more about the productive pause, go back to episode 112, 112, episode 112, I go in depth about the productive pause, how often you should do it, et cetera. I'll leave that to you to take action on. Number three, listen, this one, you're going you're gonna to roll your eyes when you hear me say it, but you actually have to do it. And I challenge you to do this. If you're not doing this, you need to incorporate this into your life. And it is this, gratitude. You have to have gratitude. You have to be grateful for where you're at right now and what you have in your life. Everything starts from there. And listen, I'm not the first expert, guru, podcast host, blogger, internet famous personality, whatever you want to call us, right? I'm not the first one to say this, right? You've heard it before. Are you doing it? Like, That's how I got from there to here. I built this into my life. I would would say out loud on my commute to work, I would say out loud. I mean, people thought I must have thought I was talking to myself. Well, I was talking to myself, I guess, (laughs) on my drive to work because I would say out loud what I was grateful for. I also have the five-minute journal. It's another way you can do this. It prompts you every day. To say to write down three things that you're grateful for. Do you do you really live with that? Like, I it, this has become such a built-in mechanism of my thinking now that I constantly throughout the day I see things and I do things and I experience things and I just go, man, that is incredible. When I see my kids' faces or my wife's face or, you know, we're going on a date night tonight, like how amazing is that, right? We're just going to walk to this like Mexican restaurant down the street that we love. Like how amazing is that? 
It's absolutely incredible. And if you can live from that place, you are bringing positivity into your life. And that's where all success starts from, in the mind. And are you living with gratitude? Are you expressing gratitude? Are you telling people, I'm grateful for you? Okay, so that's number three. Number four, again, this is one that you're going to say, man, I've heard this one before, Jim, but are you doing it? Have you built this into your life? I would, whenever I was working, I would drive to work and I would visualize this. I would visualize what I'm seeing and doing at this very moment. I've seen this before in my mind. I've lived it before. I didn't live it then as a, as a future thing that was going to happen. I lived it in my mind as if it were already happening. And you can call it whatever you want. You can call it law of attraction. You can call it manifestation. You can call it uh, faith. There's so many things in the Bible that, that talk about pray as if you have what you want already. Mark eleven twenty two says this, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and it will be yours. Listen, elite performers from every walk of life, you see this kind of faith in their lives. Yoel Romero, MMA fighter, and listen, he will have fought by the time you listen to this recording. I don't know if he's going to win or lose, but man, he has this, this, it's on ESPN. As a matter of fact, I'll share the link to this tweet in this short video uh, in the action plan. Again, jimharshawjr.com slash action. Holy mac! actually saved it. Holy mackerel. This is like, this dude, he's one of the best on the planet, what, it, what he does. As a matter of fact, he has won world gold medal, Olympic silver. He's won six world and Olympic medals. He's one of the best now. He's transitioned into MMA. He's a Cuban. Uh, he's one of the best in the world at what he does. He's actually like less than a year younger than he, he's like, oh, actually, is exactly a year younger than me. I don't know how he guy's still one of the top performers in the world, but He says, if you believe you can, you can do anything, anything in the way he says it. It's like terrifying and inspiring all at the same time. So you got to check this little video out. Um, It's only about 30 seconds, but man, I've got it saved. I saved it in my Google Keep as a a thing that I want to go back to and I want to watch it because the way he peels off his glasses and stares you down, it's pretty pretty fascinating. Anyway, but do you believe, right? Do Do you visualize, right? I used, like I said, I used to drive to work visualizing. Um, now I do it when I, I don't have a commute and I, I walk up the steps to, to my office to, to, um, for my commute. So um, I do it now when I'm going to bed, right? I, I visualize and I, and I go to that place uh, of, of where I want to be, but I live it now. Um, I have a mindset audio. I had a different one when I was working. Now I've created a new one my, myself. Again, really uh, focused on creating this new mindset audio, recorded it. Now I listen to it. It's me and my voice painting this picture of my new there, right? Um, and then it's also like this number four, visualize here. Again, last point on this before I go to number five is it's this concept of be, do, have, okay? Be what you want to be now. Don't 
wait until you have something and then you'll be it, right? Whenever you make the million dollars, then you'll be a, you know, act like a millionaire. Don't wait until you're healthy and fit to act like a person who is healthy and fit. Don't wait until you have that healthy, awesome relationship until you act like the person that is, has that healthy relationship. You have to be that now. So be, do, then you will have. Okay. Everybody has it the other way around. I used to also try to do, everybody tries to do everything, right? If you're trying to build the business, like, oh, I'm going to do the marketing and I'm going to do all that stuff. Then I'm going to have the business and have the money. Then I will be the person who I want to be. No, it's the opposite way, the other way around. And that starts with visualization. All right. That's number four. Number five, I was on a run recently with my neighbor who is also you know, my training and running partner who I've complained about on this podcast before because he always pushes me and uh, he's part of my environment of excellence. But man, he's a fast runner and uh, I'm always struggling to keep up with him. We had banged out 17 miles last weekend and, uh, and it was a battle, but uh, we're getting there. Anyway, we're having a conversation during a run about, I was just talking about my business and how the thing that really, one of the many, many things that helped me get from there to here is these relationships that I've created and cultivated over the years. I mean, so many of my clients are people who, who know me, right? They know me. And so there's already this level of trust. Like, oh yeah, Jim is a, a person of high character and, and when he does things, he does things right. And he's not going to sell me snake oil. They know that. And so they hire me. And these are my, they're my best clients now. These are people who I knew in a former life. These are former teammates at the University of Virginia. These are people who I coached against when I was the head wrestling coach at Slippery Rock University. These are like my rival coaches. Like these are people who are successful at whatever they're doing now. And they hire me, right? So it's because of my past, like how I treated people how I genuinely cared about people. This was decades ago, decades ago, and it's coming back to me now, right? Are you investing in people? Do you care about people? Do you find that part of you that not only cares about yourself, but also genuinely cares about other people? Live that out now, every day, carry that with you. And listen, I know you can't always give as much as you want to give, right? Can't always give your time. You can't always give your money because you have certain things that you have to prioritize, right? And you have to be selfish, of course, to some extent. You can't always give, but but are you coming in from a place? Are you living from a place of caring and love for people who you come across? Whether that's your neighbor, whether that's your uh, your teammate, your colleague, your boss. Whoever it is, you come, you know, the, the person in the, you know, who's, who's trying to get, get in in front of you, trying to cut into traffic in front of you, who just sped past you and almost and cut you off. Like, do you just, do you care about them? Because maybe, maybe they're having a really bad day. That's how you need to live your life, caring for that person. And my goodness, nobody has taught me this more than my wife. I'm so thankful for this lesson that she shares with me all the time. She lives it out. It's amazing. I just saw it the other day with somebody who really wronged her and, and her response uh, has been appropriate in, in terms of stepping up and dealing with it, but it's also 
her heart, and she's told me this is like she really cares about this person and, and, and almost hurts for this person because this is how they act. This is how they go about their life. And, and so anyway, fascinating just to, to be able to live with somebody like that to teach me that kind of lesson. So that's number five. Number six, listen, you've got to realize this. Success doesn't always look like standing on the podium. I was an All-American wrestler. Uh, it's a hard thing to do. Gosh, listen, it's not, I wasn't, was not an Olympian. I um, uh, wasn't anywhere close to that level, but I was successful at what I did at the college in the college ranks. And, you know, it, it wasn't glamorous. On Saturday mornings, I would go into the wrestling room. This was my ritual. If we had a, a Saturday morning match, I would go into the wrestling room on early Saturday morning, and there was a, there was a, a radio show on the local Charlottesville station called uh, The Grateful Dead Hour. I forget exactly what it was named, The Dead Hour, something like that. I would listen to it, and it, it would just be Grateful Dead music. I would go in, and I would just work out by myself for an hour, two hours, shedding weight, shadow drilling, and just just preparing myself. And it's just like grinding through my podcasts, recording podcast episodes in my car while I still had my job. That's how I got from there to here. Recording podcasts in my episodes in my car on my lunch break, right? To become an all-American wrestler, Saturday mornings when everybody else is sleeping or doing whatever else they do on Saturday mornings, I'm in the wrestling room working out. It's not glamorous. That's number six. It's not glamorous getting there, right? Shoot, even what I'm doing right now, sitting at my, my humble little desk here with my coffee in front of me with my slippers on, it's not glamorous. It's pretty freaking awesome, but it's not glamorous. Like, but this is, this is the journey, right? All right, so that's number six. Number seven, this might hurt a little bit. This might sting a little bit, but you are replaceable. You're replaceable. You are going to have to disappoint people. Okay? So number seven is that. You are going to have to disappoint people. And that might mean, you know, if you're talking about quitting your job, yeah, you're replaceable. It's okay. You're gonna have to disappoint people along the way. You're gonna have to you have to not follow their plan for your life, but your plan for your life. There's a great quote that says this you probably won't uh, you probably wouldn't worry about what people think of you if you could know how seldom they do. Listen, I know you're important at work. I, I know you're important in that circle of friends who likes to go out and eat junk food or drink too much beer or whatever it is that doesn't align with where you want to be, wherever your there is. You might have to disappoint them and say, hey guys, listen, not coming out drinking tonight because uh, I've got to study. I've got to study for this certification, for this test, for this thing. I got to, I got to prepare, or I've got to wake up early tomorrow morning for my training. Guess what? You have to disappoint some people. I did, and so will you. And guess what? They'll get over it. All right. You may be disappointing some people, but you're delighting others. That's number seven. Number eight. We go along through life and it's so easy to remember our failures and our setbacks because those are built into us to, to remind us like, hey, you know, don't, uh, don't pull the tail of the saber-toothed tiger, <laughs> right? Uh, don't stick your hand in the fire because that is a, that's a program for us to not to do things 
that are scary. And so we remember those, right? Scary, they bring us pain and suffering. So we remember those. And we go around in life thinking, don't do this, don't do that. Remember that time you failed. Remember that time you screwed up. But I'm telling you this, remember the wins. Remember the successes. Remember the reasons that you have to succeed. Because you have a little voice on one shoulder and a little voice on the other shoulder. Little, you know, little, the, the proverbial uh, uh, two voices in our head, right? The good and the bad. And which one are you listening to? You know, Wilma Rudolph was, uh, is a, a, she was, there's a woman by the name of Wilma Rudolph. She was born into a family of 22 children. She was number 20 of 22. She had polio as a child and was crippled. The doctors told her that she would never walk again, but her mother told her that she would. Wilma Rudolph not only walked again, walked again, she learned how to walk. She learned how to run. She became an Olympian. She won three Olympic gold medals. Three Olympic gold medals. The doctors told her you will never walk again. Not even walk, ever. Let alone run. Let alone become good at running. Let alone great. Let alone elite. Let alone one of the greatest of all time. Three-time Olympic gold medalist. What voice are you listening to? You've got to remember the wins. And here's, listen, I'm going to give you a tactic on this. You, you may, you're probably not going to take it. I shouldn't say you. Uh, most people listening to this won't. I hope you do. Record your successes on a Google Doc, on a note, on a, in a notebook, somewhere. Keep a log, a running log of them. All the ones, like think, think way back in your life, all the successes, all the compliments, all the wins, all the reasons that you have to succeed. I grew up uh, poor, so I have this extra drive. You know, I grew up rich, so I, uh, you know, I've, given, I've been given every opportunity. Whatever it is, right? Make it into a, a reason that you can succeed. Keep track of these, like over the course of a week, a month, whatever, and then record them into your phone, into a voice memo, and listen to them. Like literally, literally like play them back to yourself. Set an alarm on your phone once a week, once a month, whatever, and play them back to yourself. So you remember your successes and your reasons why you can get there. All right, that's how you're gonna get from there to here. All right, number nine, there are certain things that you have to do consistently to get from there to here. I call them core habits. And I talk more about this in episode 232. So you can check out that episode, episode 232, or you can just grab the action plan from that one, just jimharshajr.com slash action. Again, you can get the, uh, the action plan from that. But there are certain core habits that you have to do that are going to get you from there to here. Now, listen, they're probably not going to be the things that you think. It's going to be things like Sleep, getting to bed on time, uh, working out, eating right, uh, you know, going on date nights with your spouse if you're married, things like that. These these simple core habits that keep things in balance that allow you to execute at a high level, right? So identify what the one core habit is for you, and then the second one, then the third, then the fourth, and the fifth. You can build upon that. What are those core habits? That's number nine. Double down on your core habits. Number ten. Sometimes things just suck. <laughs> Sometimes you get stuck out in the rain. Sometimes you're waiting at the bus stop 
and it's raining and the car drives by and the puddle splashes you in the face, just like we saw in the commercial a hundred thousand times, right? You'd growing up, you see these commercials, cartoons, or whatever. Like sometimes it just sucks. Sometimes you get kicked when you're down. Sometimes you're sick. Sometimes you get in an argument with somebody who's who you care about. Sometimes your boss doesn't give you the answer they want. Sometimes you step on the scale expecting one thing and you see something else. Sometimes it just sucks. Do you want to know how to get from there to here? In those moments, you have to realize that this is temporary. This too shall pass. Realize that you'll feel better tomorrow or next week or next month. So keep going. That's number 10. Realize that you'll feel better tomorrow. Number 11. I've said this many times, but saying yes to one thing inherently means saying no to something else, right? You can't do two things at the same time. Of course, you can micro, you know, uh, of course, you can multitask. But what I'm talking about is saying yes to one thing means saying no to something else, right? If I say yes to uh, uh, reading for 30 minutes before bed, that probably means I'm saying no to something like, I don't know, scrolling on social media, right? That's the right thing to say yes to is uh, reading. Potentially, right? Unless you need to catch up on the news or for whatever reason you need to be on social media. Not too many reasons for that. But um, if you say yes to watching a three-hour football game uh, on Saturday, then you're saying no to something else. I don't know. Maybe that no is is cutting the grass. Maybe it's you know, do, helping your, your kid with their, their school project or uh, whatever else you could be doing with that three hours, right? And to get from there to here, where you're at now to where you want to go, you're going to have to say no. You're going to have to say no, or at least not now. So for me, I've wanted for years to check the box and, and train for a marathon and run a marathon, And I've always had to say, not now, not now, not now. Well, now I can say yes to it because I have the bandwidth. I gained that freedom and bandwidth in my life. You will have to say no to certain things as well. All right, so that's number 11, and that leads right into number 12. Number 12 is this. You will have to step off of your path sometimes. You will have to go off course. And I talk about this in episode 204. I talk about consciously and intentionally stepping off of your path, stepping off course so you can get from where you're at to where you want to go. And what do I mean by that? Well, my coaching program is called Reveal Your Path. And and we work very hard on identifying what's important and setting goals and setting micro goals and creating an environment where success can happen and creating these habits where, where follow through happens. And we create this clear path So my clients know exactly what they need to do to get from where they're at to where they want to go. Well, sometimes, sometimes you have to step off the path in one area of your life. Sometimes, sometimes you have to work late and say no to your family so you can do something that gets you from where you're at to where you want to go. Sometimes you have to say no to work so you can get back with your family and spend that time with your family. Sometimes you have to consciously get out of balance in your life. And there's this whole debate about work-life balance is not a thing anymore. It's work-life integration. Whatever you want to call it, we're calling it the same thing because that balance doesn't have to balance out at the end of the day. 
or the end of the week or the end of the month or at the end of the year, but you will know when you're out of balance and when you're in balance. And sometimes you have to step off the path. You have to go out of balance. You may have to skip the workout in order to take the business meeting. You may have to skip the business meeting to do the workout, right? You'll have to consciously do that. And listen, this is a, this is a, it's an important thing to know, know what I'm talking about here. So if you want to go deeper on that, episode 204, again, you can grab the action plan or you can just go listen to it. That's number 12. Number 13, and this is a shout out to Derek. Derek, if you're listening, you know who you are. Uh, we had a converse, coaching conversation today and, and we talked about competing, competing with others and comparing. Now listen, I got caught in this yesterday. Yesterday, I ended up on Instagram. I made a post on Instagram uh, saw one of my former guests, podcast guests, who is absolutely crushing it. And I was like, man, look at how many Instagram followers he has. Man, look at uh, he look at all these amazing photographs he has. He must have like a photographer following him around or something. I'm like, holy mackerel, this guy's absolutely crushing it. And I started getting that bad feeling of like, woe is me. Like, what's wrong with me that I don't have that size Instagram following? I'm not posting all these amazing pictures. Shoot, I, I don't even post that much. Like, what's wrong with me? And then literally at that moment, I hear the door open in the front door of the house and my daughter comes bursting in, up the steps, into my office. She's six years old. Daddy, daddy. Oh, she actually was yelling downstairs like, daddy, where are you? Daddy. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's the matter? She comes charging up. I'm up, I'm up here. She comes charging up the steps. She's like, I did six pullovers at gymnastics. I'm like, what? She has six pull-ups, pullovers. I don't even know what a pullover is. And she's trying to explain it to me. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, like this, this is my why. And this is why I don't post on Instagram all the time. I, I got four kids and, and I, I choose to prioritize other things, right? And that, that's fine, right? And this, this individual happens to, to not be, you know, it doesn't matter. He's not married, doesn't have kids and, and is what it is. And, you know, we just have different lives and different businesses. And I'm sure his business is crushing it. My business is just crushing it as well. And, it, and it's all cool. Stop comparing. Stop competing. It's not about the other person. It's about you. What is your path? What is your plan? What is your process? Focus on the process, not the outcome. And I talk about that more in episode 218. And no, I don't have these memorized. I actually pull them typing in and pulling this up as, as we speak here. To episode 218, I go much more deeply into focusing on the process, uh, not the outcome. So you go back and check that one out. Um, but focus on your process, not others, right? You can learn from others. I can look at that guy who I was comparing myself to. I can look and I can compare and I can go, oh, I can learn some things from him. Like he's doing A, B, and C. You know what? A doesn't work for me. C doesn't work for me. Maybe B, I could actually... I can maybe turn the dial up on that a little bit. I like how he's doing that. I can learn from that, but don't compare, okay? That's number 13. Last, but certainly, certainly not least, I encourage you to stick around after I share this one because I've got uh, one more thing I want to share with you. Number 14 is this. As I build my podcast, I reach out to a lot of people and I mostly fail. I mostly fail in getting the guests that I want to get on here. Matter of fact, I failed for years in trying to get Tim Ferriss on the show. I just booked the interview with him. I'm going to be interviewing him in April. That'll publish shortly after that sometime. But I mostly fail. 
either get no responses or sorry, uh, he's busy, she's busy, can't have, can't have that person come on your show. I failed in launching my program, Reveal Your Path, many times. I used to run it a little bit differently. I would, I would kind of look for six people at a time, and we'd go through it together. It was only $250, and it was a shell of the program that it is now. But I couldn't even get people to sign up then. It failed so many times. Oh, it was agonizing, agonizing. And yeah, it forced self-doubt into my mind. But I did all these other things, these 13 other things that I was telling you about that built me up, that kept me going. Failure is necessary. What else did I fail at? I failed to pay enough attention to my family at times. I failed to live by my values and, and my goals. I failed to achieve many of my goals along the way during this process of going from there to here. I, my goal was to be full-time in my business by age 40. Didn't do it at 40. Didn't do it at 41. Didn't do it at 42. 43, birthday came and went. Still didn't do it. And by my 44th birthday, which is, gosh, next month, I will have achieved it. I failed so many times. I failed in my TEDx talk. Prior to my TEDx talk, just leading up to that, about a week before, a week before my TEDx talk, totally choked, totally failed when a company, not even a company, an organization at the University of Virginia brought me in to speak. And I kind of, long story short, man, I just melted down, totally lost my place in my talk. It was horrible, horrible, embarrassing. I'm thinking, how am I supposed to stand on stage in front of a thousand people in a worldwide audience a week from now and give the talk of my life? Well, I did. Success through failure ain't just the name of a podcast I've been known to say lately. <laughs> so I failed. I failed. I failed in my last business venture. I had a successful business venture prior to that. Success, right? Okay, I'm good to go. My next business is going to be success too, right? Nope, wrong, fail. Listen, I truly, honestly, actually, in my heart of hearts, believe in the value of failure now. Now, when I first started this podcast, I knew that logically, but I didn't believe it deep, deep down in my heart. I didn't, I didn't feel it. I knew with my thinking mind that failure was a necessary step on the path to success, but emotionally, I struggled with that. I don't anymore. Like I believe so deeply at my core that when I fail, I am smarter, wiser, stronger, better, more advanced, and more ready for more success because of my failures. And I hope you believe that too, because it's the truth. So listen, I gave you 14 things. There, there are more, but these are the crucial ones. This is the same, not just for me, but so many of these amazing guests who I coach, who I, who I have on the podcast and, and high performers who I coach. Now listen, remember, nobody is going to come and give you permission to implement these into your life. Knowing, no one is coming to save you. No one's coming to save you. No one is going to give you permission. And I actually have a podcast episode on that episode 212. It's up to you. The framework that I coach my clients through is essentially this. Here's a way to remember it. The, the four-step process, core values, aligned goals, environment of excellence, follow through. Here's another way to remember it. P-A-T-H. Core values is like, it's like your principles. 
Goals, that's your aim. Environment of excellence, that's your territory. And follow through, that's your habits. P-A-T-H, principles, aim, territory, habits. Use those, apply this framework to your life. You will get from there to here, wherever that is for you. Define it. If you want to have a conversation around it, go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply. If you got any value at all from this episode, I hope you'll give it a share. Just tell people to go to jimharshawjr.com slash 239. That's jimharshawjr.com slash 239. Give it a listen. This is how this podcast grows by people like you sharing it. If you see it on Facebook, if you see it on Twitter, you see it on Instagram, give it a comment, give it a a like, give it a share. I appreciate it. And as always, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success. Thank you.